What's up, guys? Welcome to the feed. This is the household and the homestead. I'm Pastor Stewart. This is Pastor Brandon. Happy to be here with you guys again. It's been a couple of weeks. We took some time off there for a little while, but now we're officially back. Back officially back. Officially back in the saddle. That's a good expression for this show. Like back it implies in black. a little bit of the western vibe. We're not Westerners. Southwestern Louisiana. It's Acadian country. It it counts. Anyway, good to see you guys. If you're looking for old shows that we've got, don't forget you can go to sermonaudio.com. Find them all there. You can search them on your podcasting app. Look them up there. Or you can find them right here on social media. Every Wednesday at 11 o'clock is Household... I'm sorry, every Tuesday at 11 o'clock is Household and Homestead. And every Wednesday at 11 o'clock is God and Government. Yes, sir. Um, If you guys didn't know... uh, well, you didn't because it's being sprung upon you. But today we're starting out with a little bit of an intervention. Pastor Brandon. Yeah, but we need to do our introductions before we do our intervention. What's though. the introduction? Oh. Uh, you know, we have some other others We in have the room a with live us. studio audience That's today. It. That's right. We have a live studio. I forget about that. Okay, so we, as usual, have Magamat. Well, I don't know that we can call you Magamat anymore. Magamat, it's sticking. All over town, it's sticking. <laughs> Got the headphones on. Got the iPad rocking. Producer Matt. Producer Matt. Producer Matt. That sound. It kind of rings a little bit better. Producer Matt. Maga Matt. No, Maga Matt's. The you best started one. it, so it's. I mean, it's your it's prerogative not, to finish not, it or not. N- n- no. And we also have Deacon Dave in the room today yeah, with us. What, that's right. What visiting live studio the, audience? I feel like this is now. We're really the big times. Mm-hmm. Filmed before a live studio on that was in front of like all the sitcoms I watched. As the a dream kid. is becoming a reality. I just. I. We are a big deal. It's happened. Us and our 12 viewers. I can't even see <laughs> the uh, live audience because, because of, the of the blinding lights. lights. Because of the blinding studio <laughs> lights in the room. That's uh, right. The lights are bright here oh in Opelousas. Oh, my gosh. It's fantastic. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the feed. I see y'all signing in. Good morning, Darlene, April, Katie. Good to see you guys. Don't forget, if you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments. Today, we're going to be talking about... Finding your calling. How to find your calling. That's exciting. I think you think you found yours already with all the animals you have oh. at your house now. <laughs> my, uh, my wife um, <laughs> is very active on social media. I've noticed. She loves to share my private business. <laughs> I try to tell her I have some things going down that I don't need everybody to know about. <laughs> You know, I have my Facebook set to share with whom I wish to share and not share with whom I wish to not share. But your wife is like this. But she's just like. She goes around it. She's so. I know. I know. <laughs> Every once in a while we'll go on a family trip and I'll have to remind her, listen, I, I'm i a Gen Xer. You're a millennial. I'm a Gen Xer. I remember the world before all of this. And I long for it nostalgically. I to know about And I like to have a private life. So, But tell me about your... Uh, your goats. Got some goats now. Got some rabbits. Got some cattle. Got a couple of Angus um, oh. beef cows coming along the way. Oh my gosh! This is how many acres do you live on? Like forty to be able to support all this, right? Oh like 40 no, acres. Mm, I'm I'm doing it all on four acres. Well, <laughs> I have some. I have uh, I have some other folks that are willing to uh, let me use some land as well. But right oh, now, good. I'm okay. developing a uh, small. Um, farm on four acres. It's not small. It's an ecosystem. <laughs> Gosh. A multi-species <laughs> ecosystem. Interdependent. Like, how does that work out? How are how do they how do they? Well, there's there is a science to it and an art. Oh, and um, <laughs> I I believe the way God created the world was to work obviously as an ecosystem on large and on small scales. I see. I can get behind that. And I, I can get behind that. And and part of this is you see one of my buddies he's a um, he's a, a businessman entrepreneur idea guy he always <laughs> says you know, he's a good guy he, he always says you know guy. visions are are discovered mm. you know a lot of people think you have to Ooh, that's create a vision we need that on a coffee mug and so producer Matt a lot of make it happen vision is discovered you see it's like a calling Ooh. And so you, you don't create your calling. You don't create a vision for your future, for your life, or for your children or your grandchildren's life. You do kind of discover it along the way, God mm. giving you mm. a little here, a little there. You have gifts. You have opportunities. You have resources. Mm. You have desires. Um, you have needs. You try to read providence, read 
the signs of the times. By reading Providence, you mean like here's what's The events happening. happening in your life and in the world around you. Read the signs of the times. Read the, the newspaper, you know, for what that's worth. Sure. And, uh, and so you're kind of, in, in discovering a calling or discovering a vision, you're kind of feeling your way forward. Now there's um, and in this lane in which you're feeling your way forward, and you're doing so with prayer and dependence and and staying accountable to other wise people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people, honestly, that aren't interested in feeling their way forward. Mm-hmm. They're not interested in moving forward. They have their lane. They're running in it, and and that's great. That's how God wired them. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm, they're managers, mm-hmm. you know, okay, or, okay. or whatever. You but, feel like you have a little bit more of the entrepreneurial. I don't. I don't even think about it that way. I just. It's, I'm just doing what I like to do. Jiggling the vision handle. Yeah, as that's what we say. say sometimes. The staff. I just want to try these different <laughs> doors. But I, but I Shake think what I, my goal is. My goal, if I could put it on paper, is to build a, a small uh, family, multi-species family farm mm. that works together in uh, one little tight unit that mm. all of the various species work together to complement one another so so, so your goats cows. as an example goats okay goats goats now how do they fit into the ecosystem because goats eat weeds this is basic basic goats eat weeds okay. and they browse okay. cows eat grass and they graze and so they they can live on the same pasture in a complementary way okay okay so cattle and sheep both eat grass and sheep are going to eat the grass in such a way so as to not re- leave any for the cows and your pasture isn't going to be sustainable okay but as a general rule if you want sustainable pasture and i have about two to three acres of pasture okay if you want sustainable pasture you have to have certain types of animals to keep the pasture healthy to keep the grass down well, to keep the grass growing year after year after year. Oh, okay. So that okay. you can keep putting weight on your cattle and on your goats. Okay, okay. And of course, and these are dairies. So if I do establish um, the milk stanchions and whatnot, and I have a lot of infrastructure that I've already done and a lot of infrastructure that I need to improve. Ooh. But if I get dairy cows, I have the dairy cows. If I can get good at this, then I can add dairy goats and I can distribute these two products with the same marketing. Under the same, you know, processes to the same sorts of people. So, good. so I'm just kind of exploring. I was a little bit worried that you were like a crazy cat lady with, with farm animals. But it sounds like there's a plan. There's a methodology here. There might be a little crazy. <laughs> you know, there might be a little crazy. Might be in a there. dash of that. I mean, I, I, I love the animals, too. And I enjoy that as well. You know, this is 80% fun. Mm. But um, fair. There. But with the rabbits and chickens, for example, those are complementary species that can be raised together. Hmm. And so a lot of people are going to be against this particular model. Um, but I do think rabbits and, and chickens can be raised together. Okay. Cattle, goats can be raised together in a friendly ecosystem on a small scale. Hmm. And so, you know, when I, it's, it's not unlike when we started the church. God called us to start a church in Acadiana. We never really thought it would work or be, amount to anything. <laughs> Welcome behind the veil. We just went for it. <laughs> people, we just went for it. We we thought it'd be like thirty people in a shopping center. That's yeah, kind of how it started, sure. and and um, but then then God took a hold of it and uh, breathed some life into it, and people actually started and it coming. Grew. So yeah. it's it's kind of you know I I I just like when I look into the future and I and I see my children and my grandchildren and I see the world around us. I want my descendants, my family. To be closer to the land. Hmm. I want them to be in a small town, to know the mayor, to know the sheriff, right? Mm. They don't have to be the mayor or be the sheriff, but they at least know them and they give him food or products. They are interwoven and interdependent with the people of the small town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows them for meeting the needs that they have. That's kind of what I want my grandchildren to be is closer to the land in a small town, knowing their neighbors, having a place to belong like that, hmm. and being Christian witnesses in that small town. And I think this is a part of it. But okay. I'm, you know, I'm kind of feeling my way forward here okay. with this. Okay, okay, okay. And um, but uh, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy cat guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't want coyote bait, but yeah. I get the analogy for well, sure. You know, you know, it works. <laughs> well, good. So pigs are next. Pigs are next. I hear pigs they're gross next. though. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. There's Lots a- of mulching. There's a ways that there's ways to to raise pigs and to raise your own pork without a mess. Okay. And so you just have to have you just can't give them water in, okay. in in a muddy area. You have to 
You just have to set up your infrastructure the right way. Okay. All right. So who knows what all this will become, but I'm enjoying it. Household, building a household, building a homestead, slowly but surely, preparing for the next two to three generations as our nation goes through this um, cold civil war. Mm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want I want my family to be in a particular spot when that time comes. All right, so it's a plan. It's a plan. Fun, Cold fun times. War. Fun times. Fun times. Speaking of plans for the future, that's so right. with the, the whole thing we're talking about today, finding your calling. Oh, this is so important. We talked about the ho- yeah. homestead for a long bit there. Let's let's, let's talk about. The, the, but the this household. is all part of. This is kind of like how you find a calling. You feel your way forward. You're feeling your way Sometimes forward. Sometimes you land on a cow rump. That's some you're gonna make. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you, you're gonna start small. You're gonna build slow. No debt. You're gonna you're gonna work to learn for a long time before you work to earn. Right. You're gonna you're gonna get connected with all the people in that particular industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I'm I'm looking for. I'm considering a calling and my calling, but not just me individually, but for my family mm-hmm. in the area of farming and homesteading and and raising meat. Um, cool. So it's it's very similar. Yeah. And um, but as the world continues to burn, mm. and the empire of Satan continues to flail and 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 to lash out, mm-hmm. Christians have got to get to building. So we got to talk about the flailing and lashing out part, though. Some people, some people might not know what we're talking about. So um, hopefully they've seen the news. Right. See. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously in the news, but we call we don't call that. Some people would look at that and say the kingdom of the devil is actually advancing. And what we're saying is no. This is this is the death throes. This yeah, is this, lashing out. Right, flailing. right. It's a different thing. I, w- I would say that Satan has been bound in order that he can no longer deceive the nations mm-hmm. as as at large, but that he is still a, a lion roaming mm-hmm. about seeking whom he may devour and a nation that is um, antichrist a nation that does not follow the laws of god is in many ways a, a part of the kingdom of satan mm-hmm. and the various movements and isms that are waging war with one another in this world you know they do represent uh portions or um you know platoons if you will of the kingdom of satan mm-hmm. and the kingdom of satan which is better described as an empire than a kingdom mm-hmm. the empire of satan is flailing and slashing about and i think the future is bright for the church um, but the short term you know may not be as we say often revival or bust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I pray and i work toward revival right but if there's not revival we christians need to be prepared and we Christians need to be engaged in the way we're supposed to advance the kingdom, so regardless. What are, so what do we do? Um, well, how do we advance? Well, who's listening? Let, give me a few names of who's listening, because I could tailor these comments based on uh, our audience. We have, we have um, the David Mendoza. Okay, okay. We got taking notes. Mrs. Riley, who's taking come in. notes, taking notes. <laughs> right, Darlene's in. Rihanna Fontenot is in. I haven't oh. forgotten to call you back, by the way, Rihanna. Sorry about that. Um, Stacy, Johnny, Cody, Matthew Bertrand is in the feed and in the room with us. That's commitment. That's that is. that's really commitment right there. He's loyal, Matt. I loyal. It's not MAGA Matt. He deserves anymore. a raise from his employer. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. You stop it. Well, we got, we got lots of folks. Candace so is in this here. This is what Good we times. need to be doing. Okay. It's not complex. Uh, Kevin DeYoung said, have as many babies as you can and have a few more than you're comfortable with. Ooh. So well, that's I, that's step one right there. It's also Psalm 128. But. Yeah, Psalm 128. <clears throat> uh, the whole Bible. Be fruitful, multiply, make disciples unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Children are a blessing. Real, genuine Christian wealth is children. So um, begin there. But now, if you just have a bunch of kids and you hand them over to the kingdom of darkness to be discipled, well, you're doing it wrong. Mm. So mm-hmm. not only do you have a lot of children, you have to educate them in the instruction and the discipline of the Lord. You have to realize first it's your responsibility to raise those kids. It's and your make job disciples of Christ. Foremost. That's exactly right. Mm. You got to teach them to obey all of Christ and all of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're having children, you're discipling and educating your children as unto the Lord, right? Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. a lot of things we can say, but we also need to help them find their unique calling in this world. Mm-hmm. Okay? So every Christian mm-hmm. who has experienced salvation has experienced the call 
of salvation, the gospel call. Mm -hmm. But there's a second call, and that is the vocational call, or the call to a particular vocation. Hmm. Okay. The Bible, the Bible says that um, there are good works ordained for us to walk in, and that these good works were ordained before the very foundation of the world. Okay. That, and, and what that means is we as Christians, after we're saved, have to consider how we might accomplish the good works that are ordained for us to walk in. Amen. Um, we need to be on the lookout for them. We need to be thinking this way. As we go to work, we are going to do good works mm -hmm. to serve our community and we to live out our calling. So when we're talking about vocational calling, we're not just talking about your day job, although we are talking about that and much more. We, there is a vocational calling that's general mm -hmm. for all Christians. Mm -hmm. um, be a good neighbor. Love others, mm -hmm. do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. So there's a general calling that's true for everyone, mm -hmm. every Christian. And then there are sphere callings that are also part of a general calling. So if you're a father, well, you have your calling. Right. If you're a young man, single, you're not married, you don't have any children, you haven't built a household, well, there's a calling on your life that's true of every young man, mm -hmm. except eunuchs or those who can't have sex or can't get married mm -hmm. or are called to celibacy. Mm -hmm. right? It was a tiny, tiny fraction of the population. Mm -hmm. But in general, a young man who's single, he's called to find a wife. Mm -hmm. So that's a general calling. That's true of young men. If you're a mom, you have a general calling as a mom. If you're a child, a general calling as a child. If you're a pastor or a deacon or an elder or a mayor or a sheriff, you have these general callings depending on your role in society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then each of us has a unique calling that is true exclusively for ourselves. Hmm. Okay. Um, and that's going to be closer to what we refer to as a vocational calling. That's usually what people mean when they say your vocation. Mm -hmm. It's the specifics of your day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. and, and, and doing those as unto the Lord and doing those understanding that that's a part of God's calling for you. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was called to be a lamb slain for his people. But he was also called for a season of his life to be a son. Right. And a friend mm -hmm. and a carpenter. Mm -hmm. So in discovering our calling, what we are talking about today is discovering that unique vocational calling for you as an individual. What is what are we talking about as far as job goes? This is actually going to be super helpful. We had somebody that we were talking to yesterday in the office. Just they were thinking about what their future career things would be. And they were trying to make those next decisions because they're kind of in that phase of life where, you know, when you're young, you can take a bunch of risks and do a bunch of crazy things and try all kinds of stuff. But then as you start to get a little bit older, that window is starting to close. You know, you, you can take less risk. You can make less. Once you are married decisions. and you have children, you can't take as many risks. Yeah. Well, and yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and so we were talking through that with them, trying to help them think through things. So I hope that um, hope he's they're watching. Yeah, yeah that's right. So it's, you need to consider how to discover your calling mm -hmm. because it's not always easy to do so. Sure. Because a calling is uncomfortable, usually. Sure. It, the Bible, would it's a cross to bear mm -hmm. for the good of others. It's self-sacrifice. Right. Um, we aren't naturally inclined to pursue that which is uncomfortable. Right. No, we want to do a job because we like it. We like it. Or it seems to be the easiest route to success or to money, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or we or we do a job um, because we like the paycheck that is typically associated with that job, right. and we think if we have a big paycheck, life will be more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So that's why Which a calling <laughs> across can be very uncomfortable at times in in various ways, mm -hmm. and so it can be hard to discover if you are constantly seeking the self. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that to discover a calling takes self-sacrifice, self-service. Um, and, and so because it's so difficult to find and it's not, not naturally found, you have to begin looking for it with prayer. Hmm. You need humility that can only be produced by the Spirit of God. You need love for your neighbor so that when you see needs in your town, mm -hmm. it captures your heart and perhaps is a signal to you that you could find your calling in meeting that need. See, but mm. if you don't have the Spirit of God working in your heart with love, you know, with with um, faith, with all of the with humility, mm -hmm. you you may end up 
you know, frittering your time away and, and living in rebellion against God. That's interesting. So the assessment of your <clears throat> calling should be based first on what are the needs? Well, the we're, needs we'll here? get to that. But first, you pray mm-hmm. because it, that's how the Spirit of God, that's one of the means that the Spirit of God can use to tune your heart to him mm. and to open up your eyes. You have to have that if you're going to be able to walk in your calling. Amen. So you start with prayer. Um, ask him for the strength to carry out the plan. Ask him for a plan. Mm-hmm. If you're a dad, pray for a 20-year vision for your family. Mm. Pray and say, how do I set up my family for the next generation? Mm. Um, don't just look you know, right to the end of your own nose, but look out beyond that and ask God for clarity, for guidance. Um, how can you prepare your family for the future? Mm. So you're praying for this. You're praying that you would discover your calling, that you would be faithful to it, that your children would, mm-hmm. that you would have the strength to do it because it's going to require supernatural strength mm-hmm. to stay on that cross for others and how you can prepare your children to discover theirs and find theirs. It all has to start with prayer. You, ha- you're, you want your kids, for example, when they are thinking about the future, not to just say, what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. What would fulfill me? What would meet my needs? What would satisfy my ego? No, you want them to just simply pray, God, would you show me what works you would have me to do? Mm. Where can I serve? What is the, the doorknob that I fit as a key? You know, what, what are the needs that are, I am tailor-made to fulfill? Mm-hmm. What is the cross that you would have me to bear? So we're changing that total mindset, mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're trying to convey that to our children, that they would pray that way and that we would pray that way. So it's got to start with prayer, and then you got to talk to your leaders. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got to talk to people that know you. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, a lot of people, when you, when you question them, you know, what would the Lord have you to do when you're older? You know, what is going to be your unique vocational calling? They will say, well, I'm just waiting on God to speak to me. I haven't heard God's voice. Hmm. You know, I've been, I've been listening, but God's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. I just want to do whatever God wants me to do. Okay. But then the, the follow-up question is, but how would God typically tell you? Like, what would be the means through which he would use to communicate that to you? Potentially your eyes roll back in your head and you have a cathartic vision. Mm. No, it's, it's not about cathartic <laughs> visions, right? Now, sometimes he gives the Macedonian call like he did for Paul. You know, sure. don't go that way, go that way. That happens. Sure. Right? Uh, through a vision. Um, but typically, he's going to guide you in your calling by your mom and dad, mm. right? mm-hmm. by your pastors, your elders, right? By mm-hmm. your close, godly, wise friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? He's going to do that through the mentors and the, and the leaders that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. They know you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They know your gifts. They know your opportunities. They know your weaknesses, your frailties. They can help steer you into that calling. I mean, that's, that's really one of the main jobs of a mom and dad mm. is to help their children be steered into their particular calling. So... Think about it this way. When your daughter says, I'm not sure what I want to be when I grow up. I'm not sure what, how God would use me to serve. A dad and a mom should say, well, we have a pretty good idea because of the fact that you're a girl. <laughs> your biology can give us some signs as to what God's destiny for you is. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with a boy. You know, to some extent, we're pointing out to them that, well, God has made you a certain way and he has given you certain resource resources. Mm-hmm. He's designed your body in such a way that we're 99 percent sure he wants you to grow up and get married, have kids, mm-hmm. provide for them, be a mom and a dad. So we're, we're making sure they understand the general callings. Right. We also know he wants you to be a church member. Mm-hmm. Or at least be qualified to be an elder, if not be an elder or a deacon. Mm-hmm. We know that calling on your life. So I can already answer for my kids in general what God's calling in their life is. Now, if we talk about a vocational calling, that's when we're going to have to dig in a little bit more specifically mm-hmm. and help guide them in that. Well, what are you? My, my son and I are not exactly the same. So I'm looking at the ways he, he is a tinkerer. He loves the finer details of things. Mm. 
No, I'm, that's not the way God designed me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, he loves mechanics. You know, when when uh, he will get a book and read on how engines work and things like that. I, that wow. was, I was never that way. Yeah. He loves technology. Right. He loves math. He has a, he has more um, probably something similar to the way my wife thinks. But he's also much more intelligent than I am. Mm. His IQ is way <laughs> higher than mine. Serious. I'm not, he's just, he's, he is brighter than me and mm. swifter. And uh, so I'm, you're trying to see those things and guide them in, in, in the right way. Mm. Um, we also know that oftentimes sons follow in the footsteps of their family business mm. or their dad because there's just so much more opportunity in that field. Mm. So that's part of it. So you're, you're just kind of guiding them and thinking about these things. But you got to be willing to talk to a leader. All right. What else we got? Any questions? we got a few other things we could say, but those are the two big ones right there. Oh, I like that. Dar- Darlene says that she was helped to see that she was called to teach by a close friend. She had somebody, you know, Christians talking to her, guiding her along the that's way. That's awesome. That's a cool and thing. She's doing a great job, too. Boom. That's, that's amazing. I was called into my vocation. By a phone call, by a landline. By a literal call. I was literally called by a principal. Mm. And um, he called me to teach earth science when I was in college. I was 21 years old, and he said, we have one opening, and uh, we'd like to know if you'd like to come and fill it. Hmm. And I I drove up to Westminster and taught earth science for a year when I was in college. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so it was in that 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 I discovered that I had a gift. Mm. A gift for classroom management, a gift for inspiring uh, young men, a gift for teaching, and that I love to uh, process information and convey it to other people. Mm. I would just loved it. And he all throughout the whole year, he he told me, he said, Brandon, um, you're a thousand miles beyond where I was when I first started. Mm. Like you have a gift for this. You should consider going into Christian education as as your vocational call. That's cool. And so before that, I thought I was going to go into federal law enforcement. Can you imagine? <laughs> Everything that I'm opposed to. Right? <laughs> All in one. <laughs> I, I was in an officer candidate school up in, a, in, in Georgia. And one of, my, one of my buddies who I was with was a state trooper. And I told him, I'm going I'm to be in federal law enforcement. I'm going to work for the feds. You know, you know, and he said... Well, you know that it's going to be just like this. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm a state trooper. I have a pretty good idea of what it's like to work for the government in law enforcement. And he said, do you love Officer Canada School and you love the Army? And I was like, no, I hate it. He's like, well, it's going to be just like this. Mm. And I, I realized through his guidance that I would hate that path. Mm. But through this other man's guidance that I would love this other path. And my senior year of college, I completely, I, I was a political science major, headed off to law school, completely switched and went into Christian education. Dang. And when I went, and, and so there I was, a Christian school teacher making 15000 a year, <laughs> living in Section 8 housing, about ready to, to try to grow a family, mm. right? And my pastor then, uh, I was in Virginia, he said, well, we have some young ladies here. It's time for you to go ahead and pursue getting married. And I said, well, I have a girlfriend. She's back in Louisiana. And he said, well, then why aren't you married? Dang. And I thought, well, I think I'm too young. And he's like, says who? I was like, I c- couldn't really answer the question. He says, <laughs> I think you're ready to be married. So he guided me in that family vocation. Mm. After four years of teaching, um, he started la- letting me teach the Bible studies mm. for the teachers. Mm. And then he was like, hey, would you like to start a Spanish church? And, and I, I had no idea what he was talking about. I just said yes to everything he said. And, and he guided me in that. And, and sure enough, before you know it, I was a church planner. I never, I tell people all the time, I never chose to be a church planner. Nobody ever does. I never chose to be a pastor. I never, there was never a point where I was like, you know what? I think I will be a pastor when I grow up. <laughs> never happened. I just said yes to the leaders in my life. And God guided me along the path. Mm. That's all. That was really all there was to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm. so key. Prayer. Listen to the people around you, the leaders around you, and look for a need. Folks these days have got to consider this. You're, what, what's the typical question you ask when you're looking for a calling? Typical question is, how much money does it pay? That's right. How much money am I going to make? Is it a good career move? Right. Now, that's an important question, but you, don't, you do not want to base... 
your whole life and your vocational calling exclusively on money. Right. You could really steal your passion and steal your joy. Sure. Um, God hasn't wired us to simply be economic beings. Mm-hmm. Life is more than that. And I've found as a faithful Christian over the years that God can provide. If you're meeting needs, real legitimate needs, mm-hmm. he will provide for you. Amen. So you can't ask where's the money necessarily. God, that's a small part of it. We're going we're gonna to see that in a second. Sure. But you, and you also don't say, well, what would I find fulfillment doing? Um, I'm going to try to think of an example. Sometimes young men look at what their fathers do, and they have a sort of a contempt for it. Yeah, absolutely. Their, their fathers, um, let's say they, they work in a factory or, or, or organize a factory to provide parts for the petroleum industry you know, equipment for the petroleum industry. Or perhaps maybe they even sell cars, sell used cars to people, right? Or they deliver the mail. A a young person will oftentimes look at that and say, I don't want to do what my dad does. There's no fulfillment in that. Hmm. Why do I want to make widgets for other people or create products or do this sort of a lame work for other people? Hmm. But what they're not realizing is that the way God wired us is to be happy when we're letting go of ourselves Mm. when we're living for others, Mm -hmm. serving Mm -hmm. others. And frankly, cars are a need that people have. Sure. Loans are a need that people have. Mm. Some loans. Homes are a need that people have. Milk is a need. (laughs) These are are things that might seem lame to a young person, but they are, this is how you can serve your community Mm -hmm. in a legitimate, godly way. And then your community turns around and say, you know what? We needed those marketing videos. Sure. And we're going to show you how much we needed them by paying you for it. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and so they give you dollars, what we can call service certificates. You served them in a marketable, godly, loving way, and they rewarded you for it. This is all good and right. So when we are considering what is our calling, we have to say, well, what is the need? Mm-hmm. Where can I, what need can I fulfill? And Apollosis has a lot of needs. Sure. The first question, what sure. is the need? Not how much does it pay? Mm. Not, well, who's going to do it with me? You know, not do I have the strength? The question is, where's the need? Mm. I mean, there's a lot of needs out there that an innovative person with the spirit of God could meet and there'd be a market created for that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I say. Look for the need and, and follow your follow that, not fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And you know there's a need when it's marketable, if someone will pay you for it. Sure. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So any other questions? What's going on? People paying attention or? We've got listeners. Listeners. Not a lot of people. Everybody listening may already have found their calling. Maybe They might so. be looking back over their shoulder and saying, you know what? I didn't do this on purpose, but God has led me here. That's usually how it works. <laughs> yeah, I never thought that I would live in South Louisiana no. or be a church planner. In fact, I remember kind of realizing that my skill set looked like a church planner's skill set, and that's stressing me out. You're like, oh. <laughs> I said, when I was in high school, I said, there's two things I'll never do. I'll never be a Christian school teacher, and I'll never join the Army. <laughs> I did both of those. I feel like when you say That's never, fantastic. that sometimes psychologically you might just be trying to convince yourself. I will never <laughs> live in a trailer. I did. Loved it. It was awesome. I will <laughs> never drive a truck. Love my truck. Did it. It's a great truck. You're Now, you're from the country, and you said, I will never drive a truck. No, yeah, absolutely. I was like, fast cars, baby. Give me fast cars. <laughs> I'm still kind of into fast cars, but they cost well, so who, much money. Who isn't? <laughs> who isn't, right? No joke. So right. look for a need. I like that. Look for a need, not... So basically, you're looking for a way to serve other people, not fulfill yourself. Not, Absolutely. Not make yourself... You're looking for a need. And now, there's a lot of young people that they think it's a need when it's not a need. Like, like what? I believe God has called me to be a singer. Okay, you know, you can sing as good as, you know, a good singer is a dime a dozen, if I can be honest with you. Mm. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can play a good instrument and sing at the same time, that take, kicks it up a notch. Now you got something. But you can leave Opelousas or S- Sunset or Lafayette or wherever you're from, and you can go to a subway of any major city, 
and you will quickly find that the people singing in the subway are better than are you. Are better than you. And not just okay. a little bit better than you. Way better than a you. A lot better okay. than you. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But here but this but even if that's not the case, even if you are amazing, you have to consider opportunity. You have to consider need. And the one of the ways you can do that is by asking yourself, will anyone pay me to do this? Sure. If no one will give you service certificates in exchange for your service or your product, then it's not a need. Sure. Right? And it might f- fulfill you, and it might be fun. Those are called hobbies. That's right. And nobody's saying you shouldn't have hobbies. Do it as a hobby. Do some fun hobbies. Do it as a yeah. hobby. And but a, if, if yeah. you're going to find your calling, it's got to be something that is a legitimate need. Mm-hmm. A product mm-hmm. or a service that is needed in your community. Mm-hmm. Go after that. Absolutely. Never Absolutely. forsake your family calling, your church calling, or your civil calling. But if if you are looking for a vocation, you have to start with a need. And I honestly, I I love it when a young man is thinking creatively about needs that aren't being met, and is saying, you know what, it might take me ten years, but I can create a market here. Mm. I know that this need needs to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. No one is supplying this product. Or no one is distributing this pro- product properly, mm-hmm. or or no one is providing this service. You know, that's how I got into a uh, pond cleaning. <laughs> I looked into it, and there was only one person doing it um, mm. publicly in all of Acadiana. Right, and I thought I bet with very minimal effort, I could grab some of this market. Boom, and uh, it. Now, it's a miserably difficult job without the equipment. Which is why there's only one guy doing yes. it. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? If someone were to invest and get the equipment, you mm. know, there's a huge market out there. I just bought $150 worth of Dyquat. To, you know what uh, Dyquat is? Mm-mm. It's a pond weed killer. And to get rid of it? It's, just, it's the only thing I can do to get the duckweed out of mine. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> See that, but that brings up an interesting need. There's a ton of people that do not want to poison their pond. Yeah, they want poison free. I was like cleaning that for a That's time, right. but I'm not anymore. You finally <laughs> caved. You finally caved. <laughs> if gave someone it. could have been there for you, and they say, "You know what? We'll do it for half." Well, you know, I, so and I, they had the equipment. You could build a whole business, and you're and you're meeting a need that. Yeah. To, and I'm telling you, even though that sounds lame, pond cleaning. What am I? Some sort of a you know a grunt worker, a ditch digger. When you are meeting other people's needs, and you're making a beautiful place for people, mm. and 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 it you makes are you feel warm and fuzzies. you are cr- cleaning God's creation and making it more and more sustainable. I'm telling you, young men, it doesn't matter what the product or the service is. If you are putting smiles on people's faces and meeting real needs that they'll pay you for it, it will give you a sense of fulfillment. Sure. If you start with the fulfillment, you'll never get there. Mm. If you start with the need, you'll find fulfillment. Sure. That's the key. That's the key. Be humble. Be in prayer. Talk to leaders. Look for a need. Well, that's like how we started our business, sort of. So whenever we started, it was we were going to make wedding videos, and there was no market at all. But it was mm-hmm. the only thing I knew how to do. I didn't know how to do other stuff. And then I got subbed by a good friend out of Lafayette to go do some um, marketing videos for them. And we went and shot off. And we were like, we could do this in St. Landry Parish. That's in fact, awesome. I don't think there's anybody doing this in St. Landry Parish. And I so we it. started doing it. And then... And now we have a business. Took off. Look at that. Jesus does cool stuff. And then your business that you started provided employment for Matt. Maga Matt works for us now. Maga Matt. He's he's who knows what the future holds. Who knows? It's getting bigger and bigger. Deacon Dave could work for us one day. I think he's got different. Don't say that out loud. He's got different. Uh oh. He's Everybody nice. wants Deacon Dave to work for him. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. All right. Here's a, I got a few other ones we can go through a little bit quicker. Once you ha- you think you found that niche, get with other people that are in that same calling. Apprentice. Ooh, yes. Internships. That's super important. Like the, that was that's how that's how I started doing any of this stuff. Was there was a buddy of mine who shot wedding videos and said, "Hey, you want to come do this?" That's and I it. said, "Yep." Find out the find out the strengths, the pros, the cons. Get in that business. Work to learn for a little while before you think you're going to work to earn. Mm-hmm. And 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 listen, do not begin your adult career with a bunch of debt. Yes. No matter what, yes. don't start with debt. Start yes. small. Work your way up. Yes. Learn yes. the business. Yes. 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 College is overrated, unless you want to be. Amen. Unless you want to provide a service that requires a college. Like degree. you want to go be a doctor. Or if you want yes, to be a lawyer, that's right. Same, okay. Whatever. There, there are. It can be good, 
But but if you want to be a contractor and, and you're working as an apprentice with another contractor, you do not need to go spend $70,000 on a liberal arts education. Correct. Join Christ Church, listen to the sermons, go to the classes, read the books that other people are reading, and mm. you will get the equivalent of a liberal arts education in time. For sure. Send your kids to a classical Christian school, do their math homework and if when, you need that aspect of it. When they finish high You'll school, get it. they'll have what I had <laughs> when I finished college. It'll be great. Don't go to college for no good reason and, and spend two hundred thousand dollars in underwater basket weaving. Correct. And then Correct. you ha- then you're forced to work like a slave in a job that pays, but is not meeting an actual need. So don't get don't start your life off with debt. Absolutely. Right. We got lots of people engaging. Zanasia Riley. Deacon David's wife. Um, she's in the feed. She says, as a math major, professors and colleagues in my field could not understand why I wanted to be a teacher. They're like, you're not going to get paid. But for her, it was a calling. It, Amen. Was, a, it was a vocational calling. Amen. That's, that's very, very cool stuff. They've got all kinds of stuff going on like that. Um, also, Katie Waxley wants to know how many side hustles you have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, and, and, and Deacon Dave can understand this when you begin in the calling of christian school teacher like every everyone always is like poor public school teachers they don't make any money listen (laughs) christian school teachers are technically poor like they're below the poverty line literally they don't have matching 401ks they don't have guaranteed government income when there's a covid shutdown there's no insurance there's no unions there's none of this like uh, protect the inner ring people that you have in government schools you're dead broke you are and and my first one i paid 15 percent social security i was an independent contractor you wrote this so i was check. making fifteen thousand, paying 15 percent to social security <laughs> right? and looking back on it i was like how in the world did i live i know i know but i did yeah that's and, the same thing with Rachel and I was and I. happy with some of the greatest, most beautiful times of my entire life. Mm. But here's the thing: when you're a Christian school teacher, you learn other trades because so, you have to. <laughs> so here's the here's the beauty of being a Christian school teacher: more people need to do this. And by the way, Christ Church Academy needs more Christian school teachers. So if you're That's looking right. for a job, talk to me. I can, I I would love to maximize you with that. But Roland. You learn how to. You're in a church first of all, so you have you're not you're not wealthy in money, but you have lots of connections. That's right. So That's you're right. like when you need a job, you can call people and you mm-hmm. can get a job. Mm-hmm. So I worked mm-hmm. all my summers in maintenance and construction. So I started painting business. I had a, a van with a blue jacket and a name tag. It made it look <laughs> like, like I knew what I was official. doing. Before I, vans were like only for creepers. Well, like they were also that might have been true back then, too. <laughs> so when you're a Christian school teacher, you get innovative with the things you do to make extra income. That's right. Because you so, have to. So that's kind of why Katie's picking up on that. I had right. I have a bunch of different side hustle things. Looks like David right now. Because of that. David has side hustles. David, you're pressure washing all the time. What else are you doing? Love it. Soccer, what, soccer uh, camps, right? Soccer, he's got all kinds of things going on. Whenever I was working at Westminster, I did... Not just that, but drumline and music lessons and <laughs> whatever else. Picked up a youth pastor gig on the side, like all those different yeah. things. You learn I, how to Christian hustle. Christian school kinds teaching of stuff. is is missionary work. It's so underrated. People people really it's it's flying under the radar. But you're basically a missionary. You know, yeah. you're a disciple. You're a professional disciple maker. And yeah. I think that's if you want to be if you like people and you're in the service industry. That's I mean. Great spot to be. That's Great awesome. spot to be. Done. So, then, okay, we got some more questions. Get with others. Yeah. I be like faithful that. in the little things. Mm. You're not going to get rich overnight. But if you're faithful to God, Correct. you keep his commandments, you Correct. follow his His laws, you can expect to be blessed by him in time. Amen. Right? You want to you want to pray that prayer that the psalmist prayed. God, don't make me so rich that I don't need you anymore. And don't mm. make me so poor that I'm tempted to steal. Make me middle class. That's the Christian goal is to be middle class, to work faithfully, serving others, saving your money. Mm. And and if you trust God and you obey him, you will be fine. Find that need and be faithful in those little things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And if you're in your 20s, listen to this, however, four or five of you there are. If you're in your 20s, you're not going to be given huge paychecks for a while. That's right. And that's okay. That's right. That's okay. You have to work to learn before you're going to work to earn. 
You're going to look for your opportunity. Get ready to take some risks. It's going to be fun because you're going to work four or five jobs at the same time for a little bit just to like pay Do the it. bills and stuff. And I that's okay. It. And then somewhere along the way in those four or five jobs, you're going to find the one that you're like, oh. You'll find it. This is the one. But yeah. Okay, I amen. Because this meets needs. This serves the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to, if you have the desire to get rich quick, you're going to fall into sin and destruction. That's right. You got to forsake that. Mm-hmm. Look for the needs. Preach. Stay there in that pocket. Preach. And then finally, as you go about your calling, obey God's law as it pertains to your calling. Totally. Don't compromise. Don't negotiate with sin. Right. Um, Stay faithful to his commandments exclusively, completely. Amen. Amen. And you'll be shocked at how much he blesses that. Amen. Like, it's amazing to me to see our... To see our little business be what it is now. Amen. As, as opposed to what it was. And it look, started. I'm telling you, and even if you're not rich, you're meeting needs. Right. You're following the Lord. You're, you will have joy, peace, rest, a clean conscience. And, and listen, oh. godliness with contentment is more important than a big bank account. Amen. It's much more um, enjoyable. It's amen. true wealth. Amen, amen. Let's. So we talked about it for just a second. We got a few minutes left in the show. Yeah. Can we talk about side hustles for a second? Yeah, we got sure. A, we got a couple of people asking questions. You know, or they're talking about their side hustles. How would? So let's say you're that 22 year old, 21 year old, 20 year old, whatever, and you've got your first job. You make a whopping twelve hundred dollars a month. You got to generate other income somehow. What would you say are some smart plays for people to make? to start the side hustle train what's what's some ways to do it well you know in your early 20s i'm not sure i would pour too much effort into side hustles i'd i'd try to get that main hustle before working that side hustle Mm. okay okay (laughs) you got to do things in the right order you know um a side hustle implies that you have a main hustle Sometimes these these young guys are doing 12 different quote side hustles and i think they just have a desire to get rich quick Mm. They're 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 looking for that like that secret sauce that puts them over the edge and they just roll in big money. So, I look for the need, develop a skill. Mm. You mm. don't want to be spending the rest of your life making money for nothing. Sure. You want to actually have a skill or a product that is worth being paid for. Mm. You understand what I mean? <laughs> this is just an analogy, but a lot of folks in their twenties. They go around where I'm a creative. <laughs> I'm, I'm an artist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are real artists in Acadiana, like real ones sure. that worked for a very long time to develop a skill. Right. And when you go around just saying this, it's silliness. So just because you can work an Apple application an apple mac computer sure doesn't and make put a you filter on something an art yes right develop a skill that is worth getting paid for sure you know absolutely facebook if you're going to get paid for facebook you need to be able to do something with facebook that other people can't that other people can't right way better so much better that they're actually willing to pay you for that right 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 so it takes a good 10 years to develop competency Hmm. and excellence in a trade in a service Hmm. if you have a product that you supply it takes years to hone that product develop that product and make it um quality christians should be about quality be about excellence Hmm. not doing the smallest little thing for the biggest amount of money Mm -hmm. quality excellence diligence before the lord Mm -hmm. and it takes years to hone these skills so if you're an artist put the work in Hmm. so that by the time you're 40, you can say, I'm an artist, and here's my artwork. Right. This right. is so good that people want to pay me big money for this. For this thing. That's Th- right. This is what we got to be about. So when you're in your 20s, if you're just constantly... Here, if you're in your 20s and you're getting paid to work full-time for someone else, mm-hmm. the problem is that young person, instead of having putting their passion into that paycheck and into that employer hmm. and instead of and owning that business and learning that trade, they have their passion and their heart over here in the side hustle. Hmm. They're just going to go from one job to the next and eventually get stuck in some slot. They pour, you pour yourself into an industry, hmm. right? 
those are the people. That's what that's what I would say. Now, mm. when you get into your forties, smart, or you get into your thirties and you have four children at home and you're a stay-at-home mom, and your children are doing good and you're doing good and you're faithful and you have some margins in your mm. time, mm-hmm. save some for others and for needs that come up. But if you have a little bit of time to make some passive income with a side hustle, that's fine. Yeah, but. I'd be majoring on the majors if I was a young man. Mm. I'd be developing competency and skill and stop worrying about trying to make it big overnight. Mm. That would be my advice. Smart, 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 smart. That's right. Um, what about, so you, you hinted at it for a second. What about moms? You see, so like you got kids at home, you got some margin. I think that, well, first of all, I'm a, a absolute believer. If you got little kids, the mom and dad need to be the primary influence in their life. Amen. Um, now that's not possible for everyone some people are single moms sure um and so they have to work to provide right right at least it seems um so they may not have that benefit but so if you're a stay-at-home mom focus all of your attention on those children make those disciples Mm. if you have to work extra pick up a part-time job that's great that's wonderful if you have to, just make sure that you're the primary influencer and discipler of your children. Amen. You know, that's that's all. Now, that's what we did with my family. My wife worked sort of like the church secretary. Um, she wasn't paid for it, but we were church planners at the time. You don't get paid. <laughs> that's right. Um, my wife was the nursery coordinator. Right. She did some <laughs> different things. But but once my kids got old enough where they were all in school, mm-hmm. um, that's when my wife started doing some other things. She got a real estate license, and that's kind of like a you know, a thing that she does that brings in a little extra income. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once all the kids were at the school, she got a job at the school. Um, now she's got the same schedule that they do. Yeah, she has the same schedule, and, and she gets to be with them yeah. all the time. That's a great that's cool. great way to go about it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think side hustles for mom are great if they have the margins and the time. Yeah. But don't freak out about it. Make sure just there's, a, there's plenty to do to build up your own household. Sure. Plenty to do. Absolutely. And if your husband is building a business are delivering a product or a service, pour into that. Mm. Focus in on that. That's awesome. I, if I was a husband and, and I wouldn't want my wife to go work off, you know, you know, for five other bosses when I'm, I'm at home and I have my kids, it just complicates life. Sure. I, I liked her to go into real estate because that way she could be her own boss. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's kind of a, that's, you know, that's just, personality and preference yeah. but look i would look for something if i was a stay-at-home mom look for something to build up my husband's business mm. for sure if possible that's awesome yeah i know people doing just that and it's going great it's that's going right. great that's, that's cool right. man well guys thanks so much for joining us this week uh, appreciate y'all being a part of the show today this has been household and homestead talking about finding your calling if you are looking for maybe some answers to questions that we did not quite get to today, I want to encourage you, you can email me all of those at stuart at wearechristchurch.com. Um, you can also drop them in the comments here. If we have time later on, we'll come back later and kind of deal with some of the sure. ideas, things that you're thinking about. I want to encourage all of you to find your calling, get connected to a local church, a faithful local church like Christ Church, yeah. maybe some others in the area as well. And get to serving. Get to serving. You discover right. your calling on the road of service. Amen. Amen. Think about how to serve and to meet those needs of the people around you. And, and who knows, maybe God will turn that into one day of being a full-time vocational calling for you. What a cool thing that would be. That would be what amazing. A cool thing. So thanks again for joining with us. You can find all our podcasts on any podcast streaming app that you might have on your phone. Just search for Christchurch Media or We Are Christchurch. You can also go to sermonaudio.com and search one word, We Are Christchurch, as your keyword. You'll find that in there as well. Or you can follow us on Facebook and tune in for our live shows every Tuesday and Wednesday at 11. Thank you guys so much for being a part. And we will see you all next time. Take care.